Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. I am your host, Larry. I am your other host, Justin. We have another forced entry this week. This yes. one comes from Rachel over at Zombie Girls. It is Night of the Creeps, in case you were not able to read the title of the episode. Uh, neither Justin or I had seen this before. That is correct. <laughs> um, and Rachel did clarify that this was to be scored as a... Uh, how funny scary because it is a horror comedy intended yes and that actually brought up a conversation that justin and i and i take 99 percent of this blame when we reviewed tammy and the t-rex that should have been scored as a how funny and scary and we did it just straight how scary and that's unfair to the movie oh absolutely <laughs> so we're we actually have a first here on the here's johnny podcast this has never happened before we are going back and changing scores I gotta look at the score because I gotta see. You gave it a one. Oh, yeah, it's more than a one, baby. And, and, and I gave it a two. <laughs> so I've been thinking about this today. Okay. And this really wasn't my kind of movie. Uh-huh. I did giggle a few times. So I am actually changing my score to a four. Not much different, but getting rid of like just judging it solely on how scary, it, it does go up a little bit. Justin, I know you enjoyed this a little oh, bit more than me. I was like hooting and hollering the whole time okay. through this movie. Uh, yeah, honestly, I would probably bump my score up to a six. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So to review the scores for Tammy and the T-Rex, um, for Plotty Wolf, gave it a five. For cinematography, I gave it a four and a half. Justin gave it a five and a half. For audio, I gave it a one and a half. Justin gave it a two and a half. And the scores we changed because it's now how scary slash funny. I gave it a four. Justin gave it a six. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 43. Um, that does move it up pretty substantially because it was pretty close to the bottom. It was actually in 11th place with a 34%. But now with a 43, it moves it up um, about 10 slots, it looks like. It now falls between Friday the 13th Part 2 and Lake Placid. I, I feel a lot better about that. Yeah, and again, I want to apologize from like from the bottom of my heart. Like, I, I guess I never even thought about it, and you mentioned it today when we were like prepping for um this new episode and i just i just did not even like think about it in the moment um but i want to make a change now <laughs> while it's appropriate too okay that's so justin while i finish uh changing the color coding because if not my ocd is just going to flare up like crazy what has been new with you man okay so uh well this is gonna suck for you because not that much <laughs> um I really, I've just been plugging away a little bit here and there on uh, Stardew Valley on the Switch on my, at, uh, on my breaks at lunch or at, like at work, sorry. Um, well, you beat Silent Hill Homecoming. Uh, yeah, I beat Silent Hill Homecoming. That's right. We recorded that episode last night and that'll come out November 1st-ish, I believe. Yep. Um, that was a lot of fun uh, to record that. Uh, if you, I'm not going to say if it was fun or not. Um yeah, we were supposed to have, again, just a little quick note, we were supposed to have Allie from over at Bloody Disgusting on to review that, but she unfortunately had a really bad power outage and wasn't able to join us that evening. So yeah. uh, we hope everything's going okay with you, Allie, um, and we'll have you on again some other time soon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's still one other terrible Silent Hill game to play. Um, I've also actually been playing uh, Far Cry 3. Oh, my God, 3. Uh, Far Cry 6. Uh, we were fortunate enough to get a hold of that sometime last week i'm not exactly allowed to say when but uh yeah so i've been playing that for about like a week in a bit i'm excited we're gonna about that after we do the what's new and everything yes um actually before we get into that uh i'm sorry we have to say goodbye to diabetes diabetes yes the, the board replaced. the board is full the board <laughs> is full uh so i'm gonna play it one last time and then it is going to be gone for uh, probably not ever but probably <laughs> diabetes diabetes all right, now it, can, now it can die honorably. I just can't believe you never heard that before. No, I'm so happy no. I got to show that to you. Uh, so um, what about yourself, though, Larry? What have you been up to? Sure. So what I've been watching, uh, obviously I watched Night of the Creeps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching American Crime Story Impeachment still. That's really, really good. I haven't seen this week's episode yet, but I'm hoping to get to it this weekend. Um, I watched the first episode of the second half of American Horror Story. It's about aliens, funnily okay. enough. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's it's American Horror Story. It's like camp, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. like what I'm about to talk about next, which was Midnight Mass. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't even. I honestly, um, I feel bad because 
I am probably not going to watch it for like another two weeks. When you're on your honeymoon or whatever? Yeah. I think that's perfect because I, I'm not going to spoil anything okay. because no one did it for me. Uh, I want to say a thank you to all the people who recommended me watching it and didn't spoil anything for me because it meant a lot. You like got to go into that not knowing anything and it was... I mean, I stayed up all night and watched it. When you were at your bachelor party, I was staying up until 6 o'clock in the morning oh watching God. Midnight Mass. I So, I guess that's something else that I've been up to is... Uh... Oh, sorry, I'm getting, like, gaggy just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I was... Uh, I had my bachelor party. Uh, I stayed up very late. I got about 45 minutes of sleep. And, oh, boy, it's thursday and i'm still feeling it i i (laughs) you're old you're old man just really really (laughs) hitting me hard this week so yeah and the only other thing i've been watching is sports a little bit of college football the yankees finally mercifully have been put out of their misery and are no longer active in the playoffs their season is over they got stomped by the red sox that management team like they're just awful i know people don't care about sports mainly who listen to this podcast and are friends of the show but they are just shit uh, I I want to share something with you quickly that I just found out. Uh, I actually have eight more buttons uh, free for oh. the sound bank, so I didn't have to get rid of diabetes, diabetes, but I did. So. so diabetes, diabetes continues. What I've been playing, I beat Silent Hill Homecoming, like Justin mentioned. We yep. reviewed that earlier this week. I'm excited for that one to come out. One more Silent Hill left, then we move on to Fatal Frame, um, another series I have no idea about. I at least had Man. some idea of Silent Hill. I know nothing of Fatal I Frame. I would go into Fatal Frame knowing nothing. I think that is going to be its strongest. I'm very good at that. That's my, that's my approach. <laughs> uh, then I actually, I played an hour of Destiny 2 before we started tonight. I hopped on. Oh, I got my homework okay. done. Um, we had had we had to eat dinner. And we were just kind of sitting around. Devin was getting a shower. And I hopped on and I played for about an hour. I am very behind. I'm like four weeks behind. Um, I, I saw that they were getting rid of like apparently the best expansion next week or whatever. Yeah. They well, not, they're doing it when the new expansion drops. Okay. Why, why are they getting rid of something that you paid for? So the way that sunsetting works for me, because they did it when the Beyond Light came out last year too, okay. is if the game gets too big, it takes forever to load. Okay. And so there's like kind of condensing and keeping it tight. Um I wish I'd lived in a world where we could have it all. I, I don't understand why that happens to that, but Final Fantasy fourteen just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Couldn't tell you. I, I do not know about, enough about video games. I It bothers a lot of people. The biggest thing for me is that it just puts a clock on, I have to get a couple of uh, titles finished now in like I, I only five re- months. I, I only think it's shitty, really, if people have paid for it. Then it becomes kind of... Shitty. we have yeah oh yeah. then that is very shitty <laughs> yeah like i i paid for forsaken um i don't know i don't know yeah i mean i don't play destiny so i i definitely yeah i for it. It, it, it for me to get upset about stuff like that it has to like truly impact me and honestly i'm a little bit excited because it likes a fire in my ass to actually get the shit that i've been putting off for like <laughs> years <laughs> like yeah. i now it's like i have to get it done like there's a clock running have they said like if they're gonna bring any of it back or anything? I, I'm just I I'm thinking about it more of like a, uh, like a video game preservation. Kind They've of mentioned that vaulted stuff can come back. Um, so they're pulling a Disney and putting stuff in the vault. I think honestly that's what that's what they're doing. I honestly that's what they're doing because they put away a lot of planets and everything. I I, I would imagine that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But again, like I am more of like a raider, so no raids going away right away with this last wish will go away here soon um the season after this new expansion drops um and that'll be kind of sad but we're getting a new we're, i think we're getting like two raids in the next expansion so like okay have they said are they working on like a destiny 3 or anything or i have no idea yeah like, I, I like the game and i find like i just play it i don't dive into all that stuff so that way i don't get like angry <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's fair um as far as reading goes, I am reading the book The Darkness That Comes Before. It's a novel that uh, the Kama P, who is one of our Twitch friends and my friend in real life, uh, he has been asking me to read for about three years, four years now. And I just, <laughs> I haven't, and I, I have other books I want to read, but this one is going to get done before I read anything else. So, Matt, this is again my reiterated promise to you that I, I will read this book <laughs> hell or high water it will be finished 
Uh, and then I'm still listening to Fellowship of the Ring, oh, the audiobook. I thought, man, sorry, you talking about stuff is like reminding me of other stuff that I've done. Uh, I it's did, all good. I did finish the fourth book in the Dark Tower series. Okay. Um, I have a side book to read apparently first before I move on to the fifth book. Which one? Um, uh, give me one second. I have to okay, no check my email cough 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 uh to see it is called the little sisters of eluria eluria i don't know okay yeah uh it's uh oh well i can't say when it takes place because rachel just uh recommended that i listen to that before i move on okay but truly my time is school 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 work uh and the only other thing is i lost my wallet first time in my life that has ever happened to me i lost it last friday we were going to go visit devin's mom uh i stopped to get gas i don't think the wallet ever made it back in my car after getting gas i had to cancel my ids tomorrow i have to go get a new anyway i had to cancel my cards i had to go get a new id tomorrow um feel real stupid this has never happened to me before ever like this like the truly this has never happened in my life like i feel weird <laughs> like like i feel very 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 dumb and uh yeah that sucks it sucks a lot yeah i i, I get that feel i mean i've never lost my wallet but i have lost mm-hmm. like id cards and credit cards and all that i've lost that stuff before yeah uh, i i, I just truly thing. I just truly like Devin like has been really cool like, like no one like, the banks like they have like a fraud watch on my account now just to be safe and everything this has just like never happened to me yeah. and I and like the more I think about it the more I can't like place where it went like I truly just don't know and it sucks and I feel really dumb 30 years I have been blacked out drunk in college I, ha- I have gone through hikes through the woods I have fallen in bodies of water I have done many things, and I've never lost a wallet, but getting gas as a 30-year-old, I lost it, so, <laughs> God. Uh, okay, so, we have two things to get into before we get into our review of Night of the Creeps. Yes. One is Justin's no-spoiler review of Far Cry 6. Yep. And the other has to deal with oh God, a yeah. trailer dropped today. Um, I was busy at work when it happened, but I came back to a smorgasbord of messages and Discord and from you personally, uh, about this trailer that came out for yes. the Resident Evil Netflix movie, correct? Uh, no, it's it's not the Netflix movie. It's the movie that's coming out in theaters. Exclusively oh. in theaters. Oh, I thought it was the Netflix movie that's coming out. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm even more excited. Okay, apparently it's bad. Apparently there's two trailers. Apparently one is bad bad and the other one is better better in comparison to the bad bad one yes so i told justin i was like dude i'll i will literally just wait till we record tonight and watch it so i have two pulled up okay um the watch uh whatever the first one is there um sorry i'm trying to get to our chat so i can re-pull it up here it starts with a come on and you can just like pause it right after that. It's uh Oh, yep, okay, I got it. It's the Sony Pictures. Oh, they're both Sony Pictures. Uh it's Yeah, it, it's pictures. a it's a come on one. I got it. The 2 okay. minutes and 27 second one. Yeah. Uh so okay. just give me a 3 2 1 and uh okay. I'll uh I'll uh, play it and I'm going to play the audio. Sorry if it messes you up, Larry. Uh but I am going to play the audio at the same time. Worst case scenario, I'll just I'll mute the chat. Okay. 3 2 one. Come on. Every story has a beginning. Discover the origin uh, of clear. evil. Why are you back here? Clear. Your conspiracies weren't true when we were kids. They're not true now. We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this. I'm afraid, Claire. I'm afraid of what they're gonna do to this town. You see, Umbrella, they had an incident. I'm talking Chernobyl, if you know what I mean. People are getting sick. 
Let the world know what's really going on. First trailer down. Do you want to know my initial response? Oh, you probably love it. It. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I don't hate that. Like, the, it, it has a pretty solid cast. Um, I, I, it looks like it's doing Resi one and two. Yeah, pretty much at the same time by the looks of it. Because keep in mind, this is only going to be like an hour and a half movie. Um. But they're also adding their own. Like, uh, okay, it looks like a fucking B movie. I don't the, the that CGI was, looks horrible. That was going to be my comment. It's like that does look like fun. That looks like something that I could sit down, have a bowl of popcorn, and enjoy. Not like I enjoy the Mila Jovovich ones, which I have said on this podcast, with the exception of the Leon one. I like. They are fun movies with a high production quality with great acting. I have said that across the board. Yeah, I, I'm not sure who's playing Leon. Like, this I, I don't looks. Know the actor who's playing yeah, me either. This looks. <laughs> from the way you all were talking and from watching that, I thought this was the Netflix thing. No. This is like a CW interpretation of Resident Evil, which is fine. I'm a stand up gossip girl. I have said that on this podcast. I I have watched Dawson's Creek recently again. Like that doesn't bother me, but this I think we're probably going to get Mila and her husband back real soon if this is the new effort. Uh, okay. I I just don't know like okay, cuz obviously I hate that trailer. I think it's horrible. I think it's it sets such sets such a bad mood. I think the song choice. I like that song. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. The weird, like super CGI enemy near the end looked just like the tyrant. It looked bad. Like nothing about it looked good. It was a tyrant. It looked fucking horrible. (laughs) It didn't look good. Even so, I yes, the liquor looked cool-ish, but I the liquors in Resident Evil Two Apocalypse, Resident Evil Apocalypse, the second movie looked better than that. Well, exactly. The first, I'll give them the first one. Even the CG one from the first one looked better than that one. Yeah, like the almost liquor. Yeah, I just I don't understand how they keep fucking up the. Especially it, when the animated movies are good. Except for Infinite Darkness, the Netflix thing that just came out a bit. Resident oh, the TV Evil. show. Yeah, you told me it was shit, so I haven't watched it. I watched <laughs> two episodes and went, "Huh, well, that's the most boring Resident Evil thing I've ever seen in my life," and didn't even watch the rest of it. Yeah, it's, I think it's just apparent that there are two groups of people. There are the people who are doing Resident Evil games who are like, we respect Umbrella, we respect our history, but for this franchise to continue to be good, we got to push forward, right? And, like, and there's a second group that like this harbors down on Umbrella Corps and those four main characters who I love all of them. Do not get me wrong. Like, I love them all. And don't get me wrong either. Like, I, I think that some of the, like, iconography in this movie looks amazing. Like It does. The Umbrella baby. stuff looked really cool. Yeah, and, like, the Spencer Mansion. 
even uh oh what's her name from the re remake who was in the start of this trailer oh, i can't think oh linda it's not linda uh the little girl yeah the one who's like in Chico. trevor it's like in, yeah lisa lisa trevor yeah i think that some of that stuff looks really good yeah but i think a lot of it doesn't and weirdly enough a lot of the zombies i don't really like i like the some of them i will say look okay too good I don't it seemed that. like they were doing a lot of callbacks to the games, and that's something I do like because I know that's a problem that you had with the movies is that the movies were doing their own thing, like they were taking bits and pieces, but they weren't really being true to the story, which got yeah. real apparent with Leon. And again, that, that yeah. movie is bad. That's bad. But I don't know. I don't know. But before we go any further, there's a second trailer that apparently this was not the promoted one. Yeah, this one was promote. This one was only promoted by Sony Pictures Malaysia. Okay, so, uh, I have it pulled up. I'll do a um, three, two, one again. Okay, sure, sounds good. Three, two, one. What are you doing out hitchhiking on a night like this, anyway? Used to live here, you said. Raccoon City. Better you than me. Watch out! Oh no, puppy! Hello? Honey, we need to go now. Lock the gates. Claire, why are you back here? This whole town's been poisoned. If we don't contain this, it could threaten the whole world. Shall we go? Come on. What the f What were Umbrella doing here? They were experimenting on him. This is my life's work. I'm not giving it to anybody. Vickers, this is Chief <laughs> Irons. Pick up your damn radio! Yeah, I mean, I I mean that trailer definitely. To me oh, is I, like, I still be muted. Sorry, I forgot that you Skype. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I I mean that trailer to me is like a million times better. I love. I missed. I missed the what's going on. What do you mean? The the, the song. Oh, yeah, but you get more <laughs> contact. You literally they they talk about two characters in that trailer, two important characters mm -hmm. that they don't even talk about in the first trailer. We uh, Chief Irons and well v Vickers isn't. I mean he's important, but not really. Yeah. Let's be honest. He dies right away. But um, I don't know. I I think that the tone of that second trailer is a lot better. It's a lot more dark not as like punchy yeah and that's a big thing with trailers too and that's the reason why i more so recently i don't watch trailers like i'm gonna like i'm gonna watch a resident evil movie yeah you know? I, i'm gonna watch it i probably won't watch any of them from now i'm not gonna be man i don't know i'm probably gonna watch more trailers because i'm not really 100 percent. yeah i just i just movie. don't trust trailers like yeah. sometimes you can watch a trailer and it's like this is the stupidest thing ever and then you go into it and it's like oh my god so I, I don't know. I there is something else to be said about those trailers too. Is we're gonna have to work that into the schedule. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw that November twenty fourth. I saw yeah. that. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. I, I honestly I like that because we still have to add aliens and maybe do a patrons episode on the Predator game. Yeah. At some point as well. Yeah, I guess we got to get back to that uh, alien game. Yeah, it keeps updating. <laughs> okay. Uh, my my thoughts. Um, 
I don't think I hated it as much as everybody else apparently did, but I also think it's just because I am a simp for Resident Evil. Like, I I, I don't care. I, 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 it's, it'll be fun. Like, if it's trash, I'll laugh at it. If it's great, I'll be happy. The biggest problem that I saw with those trailers is the CGI, and they're not fixing that in a month. No, and the, that's the problem is, like, I mean, honestly, even the dogs in Resident Evil 1 look better. Everything. The, the, well, the dogs were, like, almost, like, real. Like, they had some CGI, obviously, right? But, like, yeah, this looked were... entirely computer, right? Whereas the ones in the original Resident Evil films had, like, like roast beef hanging off of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, ugh, man, I don't know. I I don't like the direction it's going. It's just crazy because, obviously, we reviewed the, like, we reviewed all the Resident Evil movies, but that first one in particular was, like, a legitimately good horror film. Yeah. That wasn't like a Resident Evil story retold. It was a new story set in that world. Yes. And it had an amazing score and it had a great cast and it had great direction and great CGI for a late 90s, early 2000 film. Like, yeah. sincerely. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing, too, Justin, I just thought about talking about adding things. We have to add Scream 5. That comes out in January. Oh, I didn't even know that. Actually, we haven't done Scream 2, 3, or 4, so never mind. We don't have to add it. Are you sure? No, can pop those I'll think about really. it. Okay. Because I'm probably going to go see it in theaters. Oh, for... So if we're both going to see it in theaters... We oh my god, well. come on. I'll be wearing my ghost face mask in the theaters. I'll be wearing the full fucking rope. You bet your ass I will be. <laughs> okay, Um, we have to talk about Far Cry 6. So yes. uh, I'm going to be kind of brief about it just because we're like 30 minutes in here already. Uh, a big week this week. Um, well, it's so our yeah. last live recording for a while, so we got to get it all out. Well, no, we got one more. Oh, no, that's not live. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. It'll be live for us, but it'll be delayed for the patrons or the yeah, listeners. That's fair. that's fair. So, basically, I just want to start off by thanking Ubisoft for providing us with a review copy of Far Cry 6 for the PlayStation 5 slash PlayStation 4. Uh, so, yeah, this game is... Have you ever played a Far Cry game? Never. Okay. I want to play this one. I've told you about it because... Excuse me. Because I am a um, very, very large fan of Giancarlo Esposito. Is that the only reason why you want to play it? <laughs> 100%. Okay. So, uh... it's like straight up, not even going to, not even going to lie. That is the, literally, <laughs> I saw that, I saw the first trailer that was live action, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he, he does, like, have, like, his character model in the game as well, if that matters to you. Yeah. Uh, but, so, Far, Far Cry 6 takes place on the island of Yara. And basically, Anton Castillo, Castillo. Uh, sorry, I'm horrible with names. I'm tripping up right now. You're really good. Bad. You're good. Uh, Anton Castillo, Castillo. Oh my God. Anyways, <laughs> El Presidente, basically. Uh, John Carlo. Yes, yes, John Carlo. Um, him and his son are basically trying to stop stop this revolution, where his son is a little bit uh, on the fence about trying to stop the revolution. He's kind of a little bit for it. You know what I mean? without yeah. getting too spoily. Um, but yeah, so basically it is your open world uh, Ubisoft game. Uh, we've seen a lot of these in the past, specifically Far Cry 3, 4, and 5. 4 and 5 were boring. Is 5 the American one, like, like the, the yeah, protester so that, that's the one, one whatever? that people were kind of freaking out about because it was like, holy crap, they're going to deal with politics politics and issues and they didn't in fact that game actually turned out to be really boring and oh really one of the weakest villains in uh, joseph seed he's like basically like a cult leader um and then in four we had pagan men and uh in far cry 3 we had everybody's favorite villain voss uh he's the like do you know the meaning of insanity i'm sure you've probably seen that around yep. um, i think personally i think uh, el presidente comes very close to Voss. I don't think he surpasses it, but I definitely think we have a very good villain again. Um, and the way that they've kind of evolutionized the gameplay and uh, how they do their open world stuff in Far Cry uh, is definitely for the best. In here, we have, like, instead of just basically, like, finding your weapons, there's, like, basically a gear score. Like, it, it, everything's got, like, okay. that RPG-ness yeah. to it. I, you know equip different gears like hats and shirts and pants and all that stuff uh you get some amigos uh including a crocodile a robo dog a cheetah and uh everybody's favorite a wiener dog in a wheelchair 
<clears throat> little chorizo. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, little, it, little sausage. Yeah, basically. And, and honestly, like I think it is overall a big improvement over the other Far Cries that we've gotten recently. I think it's personally my favorite one so far. Um, it just has like a lot of options to it. Basically, any situation you see, you can take it stealthily or kind of go guns blazing or kind of a mix in between is what I usually do because I'm not great at stealth, but I tried anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get too spoily, but I will say that if you have any interest in a Far Cry game, I would say this is a gr like an amazing place to start. Um, I was not a fan of five. I was almost written writing the series off for myself mm -hmm. after five, but I think they really have something special here and they s managed to save it. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, other than that, it looks amazing. Um, I'm not sure how it looks on a PS4, but on a PS5, it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, I assume that the downgrade wouldn't be too bad on it. Uh, load times are basically instant. And, uh, yeah, the, the character models do look a little funky, but uh, I'm not in it for that. I'm, I'm in it for, like, the open world mm -hmm. gunplay. And I think I think their gunplay is amazing here. Uh, so is this a buy now, wait for it, or skip? Oh, absolutely buy now. Okay. Buy now. Like, if you're just going in for it just for uh, Mr. Esposito there, Watch a trailer to make sure you know what it's <laughs> what it's like first. I honestly, like, like honestly, my plan, especially since like I'm, we're still trying to <laughs> financially recover from Dante, uh, my plan was to get it when it goes on sale, like find I a would. used copy honestly, for like twenty five, thirty bucks. And it's not I because I'm not interested, but I'm literally going into it just to go up. Feel like I'm going up against. Yeah, and honestly, like it's so I know it, it's not like your destiny, like you're more like arcadey shooter. It's kind of a yeah. mix between like your realistic arcadey shooter because it definitely is arcadey, considering you basically have a V8 rocket strapped to your back the whole time. You know, like with a press of the shoulder buttons, you just like shoot a bunch of rockets into the air. But it, it, it's kind of a mix between, and I think it would be something that you enjoy. Yeah, I mean, if it's a fun story, and it's like because I like Borderlands, so if it's like. Yeah. It's not, like, that crazy, but it's okay. very, like, it is a serious game, but it knows how to have fun. Okay. So, yeah. Perfect. Well, I think I think we're good. We got our audio from Rachel to explain why she picked Night of the Creeps. But before we listen to that, Justin, play us into the review. Oh, normally you say the name of the movie. <laughs> of Night of the Creeps. <laughs> All right, perfect. And before we start talking about the background or my plot summary or anything like that, Rachel. I have to, I have to download it first. Oh. Okay, so sorry, Justin has to do a little bit of editing first. Uh, I will do the background on the movie while that's downloading for you. Okay. So, Night of the Creeps is a 1986 American horror sci-fi comedy film from writer-director Fred Decker. This film was his theatrical debut, but he also directed and co-wrote Monster Squad with Shane Black. Shane Black was in Predator. Yeah, he directed the less than stellar The Predator, um, but he also wrote Lethal Weapon. Uh, the Nice Guys, and he wrote direct, wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is one of my favorite movies. Like just to like sit down and watch. It's got Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. And have you seen it? Uh, it, I feel like maybe I have. It's like a uh, like a two thousand. Yeah, it's like a, like a crime noir kind of goofy thing. Yeah, it's interesting. And he also uh, wrote and direct Iron Man three. Okay, interesting. Uh, then Decker also directed and co-wrote RoboCop three, and he wrote co-wrote that with Frank Miller. Uh, Frank Miller is the comic book master who's behind 300, Batman Year One, and The Dark Knight Returns. Um, the film stars Jason Lively, Jill Whitlow, and Tom Atkins. Jason plays Chris Romero. He is probably best known for his role as Rusty in European Vacation or the brother to Blake Lively. I don't know what European Vacation it's one of the National Lampoon movies yeah, with Chevy Chase. I've not seen a lot of those. I've only seen a few of oh, them. Oh, Justin, it's... 
I grew up under a rock, apparently. Okay, it's so. not. It's it's it is not politically correct anymore. Most of those movies aren't, but they are yeah, funny. Chevy Chase <laughs> is perfect. Oh my god! It, you ever get a chance to watch it? It's it's very funny. Um, and you, obviously Blake Lively is Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is her husband, and she was yeah, a Gossip yeah. Girl and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jill plays Cynthia Cronenberg. She is best known for her role in Thunder Run, and she had small roles in Porky's and Weird Science. And I'm Tom Atkins also named her character is named after. Mr. I'll get Cronenberg. to that. I'll get okay, to okay, that. okay, 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 okay. Tom Atkins has appeared on this podcast before. He is the star of Halloween Three, which yep. was something. <laughs> uh, the film is definitely anchored in aliens, but. It also hits on zombies and slashers, which was interesting. I've never really seen someone try to take on a bunch of genres like this at once. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly, like, book-ended by aliens. Yeah, like, aliens is, like, the thrust behind it, but everything else that happens in between doesn't feel like the alien invasions that we've had before. Yeah. Um, Decker originally wanted to shoot the film all in black and white, but he was shot down. The film has two endings a theatrical release and then a director's cut so i'm pretty sure because we watched the same version the theatrical version the doll who caused the bus accident returns and approaches cynthia cynthia bends down towards it the dog opens its mouth and a slug jumps out at her Mm. but the version that we watched we watched the director's cut is the one with the aliens trying to come back and retrieve the slugs weird i wonder why because the ending we watched is very more like <laughs> open ended. Yeah. Whereas the the theatrical sounds more like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I prefer the one we watched, to be quite honest. Yeah, that other one doesn't sound great. I'm not gonna lie. The characters, like Justin was kind of mentioning earlier, are all named after horror movie makers, such as Romero, Carpenter, Raimi, Landis, Hooper, Cronenberg, Cameron, Steve Miner, Wes Craven, and Mario Baba. The script was written. In a week. I see that. Can tell. There are some really fun oldies in this movie, such as Put Your Head on My Shoulder from Mr. Paul Anka. I couldn't find a budget for the film, but it did gross 590000 at the box office. Uh, I found out a fun fact that apparently in some cities, such as Cincinnati, Ohio, Hey Kyle, the film was actually released as Homecoming Night. Weird. Yes. There is a movie called Zombie Town. Uh, in some regions, it is called Night of the Creeps 2 Zombie Town. It came out in 2007, and apparently it is a sequel to this film. Uh, the Wikipedia page is in German, and I do not read German. And I tried to translate it, and I was having an issue with that while at work. Uh, I don't know really much about it. It does not look very good. It looks like it tries to keep up that B-movie camp. And I think there is something special about the camp in the 80s that does not exist for camp in the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I clicked on uh, the IMDb page for Zombie Town. Uh-huh. And there was an ad and it scared shit at me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, so before I do the 60-second plot summary, um, we are going to listen to a brief audio clip from Rachel and she is going to tell us why she selected Night of the Creeps as her forced movie entry. Hey guys, it's me, Rachel, and I'm sending you in this message because I did the forcing of this movie. I picked Night of the Creeps for better or worst. Honestly, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it yet. You're playing it very close to the vest. Personally, this is a movie that I love a lot. I have a lot of affection for it, and hopefully it... uh. <laughs> thrilled you to get it you know throw me anyway uh this is a movie that i remember the vhs box art for very clearly from going you know growing up and going to uh the local video store and seeing it on the shelves it was like the creepy zombie hand breaking through the glass and i remember thinking it looked absolutely terrifying like so much of the art from the 80s that eventually you'd watch the movie and it was terrible so It was years and years and years before I actually finally saw it. And when I did, I was expecting just totally that usual 80s schlock that you get. And I was really pleasantly surprised because what I I feel like I discovered was a total hidden gem. I know most people know the director, Fred 
uh, Fred Decker from his, in my opinion, far inferior follow-up to this movie, which was The Monster Squad. But And I think this one gets lost in the shuffle. So whenever I get a chance, I always try to recommend that people give this movie a shot. And I've showed it to a lot of people. And so far, everybody's loved it. So we'll see if my streak is going to be broken tonight. Anyway, I picked it for you for a couple of reasons. Because you guys tend to approach subgenres in a very like holistic way. So I thought this would be a great example of a movie that spans sort of the origins of the genre with a real, it's a real love letter to those old like 1950s creature feature sci-fi kinds of movies, but then it also modernizes it in a way um, by, you know, because it's from the 80s, but I find this movie to be weirdly, there's some of the trappings of the 80s, don't get me wrong, like the plethora of high cut bikini bottoms um, and the random boobs. But other than that, I find it to be in some ways pretty ahead of its time in a way that makes the movie timeless in a way that I really enjoy. Um, and so I thought that would be a good fit for you guys. Also, you know, it, it's just to, to me, it's just a lot of fun. There's some fun gore. There's some really great characters, um, particularly I'm thinking of JC, who was another character I feel was really written in a way that was ahead of its time. You know, he is uh, disabled, but not the way that the treatment of him is not the way that you would expect from a movie of this era. Um, and, you know, I always love a sweet gay best friend. He also gets all the best lines. I mean, except for obviously the standout of this movie which is one the man the myth the legend tommy atkins uh talk about an endlessly quotable character pretty much everything that falls out of that man's mouth in this movie is freaking gold so yeah i mean it's camp but i like camp so hopefully you do too anyway i'll wrap this up i'm going long i'll just say final things this movie also has a girl with a flamethrower, which is always like a guaranteed thumbs up for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's a great love letter to the genre as a whole and sci-fi in particular. So I hope you love it. And it's Miller time. <laughs> Bye. Love you guys. Perfect. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, I'll do my summary. We'll get into it. I have so my... actually uh, quickly before you do that, I have to bring this up before I forget. Rachel, uh, I actually like Monster Squad, <laughs> so uh, I think I haven't seen Monster Squad. I think uh, it is also very not uh, correct, um, but I think we should watch it because I I I really like that movie. I watched it a ton as a kid, even though uh, a kid should not be watching that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a kid that face a group of kids that basically faces off against like Dracula and the mummy and all this other stuff. Uh, I think you would like it a lot, and I think we should just like watch it one day. Okay, perfect. Okay, I am ready when you are. I have a stopwatch. I'll do a three, two, one. We'll go. Sounds good to me. Three, two, one. All right, movie starts off with some weird looking aliens chasing around something on their spaceship. Uh, and then it shoots off and lands on Earth. There are two people in Lover's Lane to go find the thing that landed on Earth. The girl gets killed by a man with an axe, and the guy gets a squid in his, or a slug in his mouth. Flash forward into the 80s, and we have our two main characters, Chris and JC. They're trying to pledge, make some girls like them. And the, they're like, if you want to pledge with us, fine. You have to go steal a body. They break into the lab, only to find the body from the 50s. They unthaw it, and then the slugs break loose and start affecting everybody. The film kind of climaxes when JC dies the slugs have infected the entire fraternity and then the cop played by Tom Atkins Chris and Cynthia are posted up and start killing off the aliens they're able to kill off everything they blow up the sorority house uh, when Tom Atkins sacrifices himself the film ends that we saw with Tom Atkins walking away burnt his head blows up the slugs blow away into a cemetery and the aliens come back to pick up their experiment yeah um, I missed a lot of stuff there, and I think that is going to be where, Justin, my cons come in for plot. Um, but we'll do pros first. Okay. What Rachel said is right. This is absolutely, it knows it's a B movie. And we'll talk about this on yes. audio, too. Like, they, they know that this <laughs> oh, <we> is... Will. <laughs> yeah, we know that this is not meant to be... Um, 
Citizen Kane by any stretch of the imagination, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but it's got a fun story. Like, again, it's, you know, I have to talk about the con. My biggest con is that I feel like they try to do too many things. Like, the movie starts off with a slasher and the slug thing, and then there's this through line going throughout of Tom Atkins' character who was dating the girl who got killed by the axe man. Um, and about how, like, it's like that's the slashery part yes. of this. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, it's very underdeveloped, and it takes away from the slug slash zombie monster thing yeah, in a it, bad it does way. Feel, it does feel very, like inconsequential in a way like it's yes it's there but it honestly it there wouldn't we wouldn't be missing a lot if it just wasn't yeah and i feel like we could have more fun with the creeps proper um because the one plot line that i kind of feels gets left behind in favor of tom adkins like story of revenge or whatever is jc and they're like jc dies like jc dies like he's going to the bathroom and gets attacked and quick note rachel was totally right it was very cool to see a disabled character kind of being played and not being punched down on especially back in the 80s at this time i think that was really cool oh i mean he was like one of the main like yeah he was like the main thrust of the movie really it reminded me of fright night if you've seen that uh, not for a very long time. So the the main character's best friend gets turned into a vampire in Fright Night. Yes. So it's just one of those movies where, like, one of the people who you thought may have some little bit of plot armor don't. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I thought that was good. But, like, no, like, that's my biggest con. Because overall, I like this. Like, Rachel told us it was going to be a horror comedy, which I think, please, from now on, if you force something, just tell us that. Like, it's, it's, it's fine if it is, but it changes a lot of other things. And yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I agree with you. I, I don't think this is, like, stellar by any stretch of the imagination. No. Like, next is... week is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I think that, I think we both, I think we both can probably agree we enjoyed that more than this. Yeah, and I, I actually think that that's, pro- that probably hurts this a little bit, because, yeah. I mean, so, spoiler, we've already pre-recorded that episode. Yeah. And I think I had a lot more fun with that movie than this movie. So I, I definitely think that affected some of my scores. But I did enjoy the plot of this movie. I thought it was a fun. It was it was camp. It was camp, plot. and yeah, it was like it was, it was throwing homage to a lot of different genres. Yes. I just think it spread itself too thin. And the one genre that it was trying to pay homage to, the slasher, I felt like it didn't do as good of a job as it did with zombies and aliens and all that fun stuff. Um, But overall, I thought the plot was good. It was tight. It was like a less than a 90 minute movie, which I think if you're going to do camp, you can't, you can't have it go on too long because people lose it. But at at times it felt like, so I haven't seen it. I I, I know like bits of it, but when they go down to steal the body, it reminded me of the scene in night of the living dead or return living dead when they, when the two people Man, are in the room, I haven't seen it, but like, I've seen like bits and pieces of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, it reminded me a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely can see that. And I think that's, so I think that's, uh, I think with the whole slasher plot, I, I really think it does take away from the movie because yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a little too stretched thin because I understand that they kept the boyfriend's body, or the slug basically yeah i think that they could have the girl should have come back in some way yes. to confront tom atkins since yeah, that was like his big demon like he, he confronted saw... the killer again but not the but well her. even that it was over in like half a second right? yeah like, it... It, well, there was no real conclusion and i well, think that's where you see the weaknesses of a first time writer in yeah. a script written in a week uh yeah specifically the script written in a week yes yeah but again overall i liked it Overall, like I, I would watch this movie again, and I do not say that very often about B movies. I gave it a seven. I give it a six. Perfect cinematography. This is probably the section I was most impressed by. Me too. I think this is the section with the highest score for me. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I really found that it looked very good for a first time director. Again, I couldn't find any budget stuff, but a lot of the shots were great. 
um some of the cgi slugs looked bad but like the puppetry with the zombie animals and the zombie people and the heads popped out and the slugs crawled out there was a lot of really good cgi tom atkins at the very end all burn up when he fell and the aliens popped up yeah it was cool i was concerned justin when the movie started out we saw those aliens in the spaceship and i was like uh-oh i messaged you i was like oh no <laughs> i honestly so uh, i feel like that's what tub- teletubbies look like without the suit on perfect i love that yeah um and, and but weirdly enough like yes it looked bad but like at least it was like, real. It wasn't CGI. Yeah, exactly. It, it was more. That was more. Like, I was like, "Oh, this is the tone." And but it wasn't. And I, I thought some of the flashbacks they did with Tom Atkins' cop character, um, like especially the scene where he's like sitting on a beach drinking drinks and he sees the girl, his like yes. long lost love, and everything. I thought that was like really well done. Oh, I, you are not gonna find much wrong with it over from me because I actually really liked this part of the movie like i i think that yes the cgi and the slugs were bad honestly compared to everything else that's okay they can get a pass because like holy shit the the special effects like the real special effects like they look really good yeah some of them well i will say actually a lot of them look a lot better than some of the stuff we see today yeah the 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 head blowing up stuff that happened when that when the slugs kind of crawled out yeah. was very good i was very very impressed and similar to you said i don't have a whole lot of cons again i was nervous at first but like for a first time director tackling a b movie which i'm sure was on a shoestring plot yeah. i thought it looked very good and it held up almost 40 years later yeah i agree i gave it a nine i also gave it a nine audio justin um love this love, <laughs> love the soundtrack Yes, I am I a big oldies fan. The I, soundtrack I, I, is okay to me. It's, yeah, I, I, I was a big yeah. oldies fan. So when it started out in the 50s and Lover's Lane, we got some Paul Anka going. I was very happy. And then the 80s kind of techno tone moving into that, like literally hit like some of my favorite buttons when it comes to music and like soundscapes. Perfect. Thought the slugs sounded fine. Yep. Um, JC is by far the best actor. And I think that Tom Atkins is right below him. I think those are like your top two. But unfortunately, those two have limited screen time, and we're stuck with Blake Lively's brother and the girl who I could have sworn until I researched her was Jigsaw's wife. Yeah, um, I agree with JC. I mean, you didn't like Tom Atkins in Halloween three either. No, I, you're honestly, just not a fan of the mustache, are you? No, you're you jealous that his is more gray than yours. I, you know, he it is. It is very glorious. Um, I will say, mostly what ruined his character for me was the uh, <laughs> the thing that Rachel loved about his character it was all the fucking like one liners, like oh, thr- thrill me, thrill me. It's Miller time. <laughs> I, you didn't I like that? Say, no, I did not. Oh, I think our how scary score is going to be separate then too, huh? Or how scary oh, funny? I mean, uh, that's what. So I will say ahead of time. I told Larry if we're doing this, how scary, how funny. <laughs> the score is going to be a lot lower. Yes, you did say that. Yeah, um, I, I just, I agree. I think the the soundtrack was good. The slugs were again okay. Um, JC was amazing. And uh, other than that, though, there wasn't much here for me. Uh-oh. So when he died, I was like, uh oh. Okay. I found a lot of the one-liner lines delivered were, like, fantastic from all the characters. Except Cynthia really didn't have any. She had the finger flip one, but that wasn't obviously a line delivered. But, like, I thought a lot of those lines, like, I want to watch this so I can start quoting it. (laughs) Because it'll take me a few times, but I told Devin, like, I want to watch this again. Like, I I did enjoy this movie. But if we're comparing it to another B-movie, which will come out next week, which is Killer Clowns, the acting... Is, is different whereas like in killer clowns it's very obvious we have like people who are in on the joke i feel like blake Lively's brother and the girl who plays cronenberg were trying in a way that like showed that they yeah you know what i mean yes but that that's how i feel about mustache man too is i feel like they were trying to play these serious roles yes exactly and that's what, that's what i meant it's like they we're not approaching this from a camp perspective. They were approaching it from like a serious actor perspective. And yes. that doesn't work well with camp. I agree. 
I give it a seven. I give it a five. Uh, I yeah, really like JC and Tom Atkins, dude. I their one liners were fantastic. I really, really liked them. I liked JC a lot. Uh, mustachio man, there, uh, Mr. Atkins. Uh, I don't know, man. I we don't vibe me and him. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you yeah. just don't. How funny and scary. Uh, let's talk scariness that we found at first. Okay. Um, I found some scenes to be like legitimately a little bit scary. Uh, when the guy was stalking up behind uh the girl in the car, but that was yeah, pretty absolutely. good. Yeah. While her boyfriend was like approaching the spacecraft, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I felt that the dog and the cat zombies were done in a way because especially since recently i just cannot handle that shit anymore apparently yeah. it didn't bother me because it, it looked fake enough but i was able to enjoy it and they looked kind of spooky do you know what i mean yeah. yeah um i think when the head the first head blew up and the slugs came out i was like when he was like, up against her window oh, you know yeah. yeah i was like holy shit like okay this is yeah. like we're, we're not playing games here this is real <laughs> um yeah I, I i felt like there were some legitimately tense scenes in this and i was I was surprised. I agree. I mean, I, I think that the the stalking scene, even when it's like the flashback and he's just kind of sitting there, yeah, hacking her up. Uh, I think that was absolutely terrifying. Uh, same with when the the first time we see the slugs, and even I would go as far as to say like any time we saw the first, I think it's two times we see. The dead coming back before everybody comes back. Yeah. Because they're just kind of like skulking down the hallway, mm-hmm. basically going after the last person they talk to. Yeah. And and I think it works here. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I found this movie to be quite all right in the scary factor. Okay. Funny. I, can go I first was laughing. If you want. I can go first if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I did not find anything a bit this funny. I found I found the one liners funny. I found JC hilarious. I, I JC was the funniest person in this whole movie. I thought Tom Atkins had some funny lines. I thought the the janitor making fun of the guy like like a banshee or whatever the hell the line was. I thought that was yeah. good. Um, I found like some of like the quotes from the sorority girls were funny. I just it felt like a great play on like the eighties. Like not only like like slashers and zombie movies and the horror genre, but also just like like, the, like, like Porky's and shit. Like I felt like an Animal House. I thought it was just a good rip on it, and I felt like the writing definitely knew what it was doing. And I thought that for the most part, the actors delivered on that. So, I, I, I laughed. I laughed a lot. I was at work and I laughed a few times. So like I, I was impressed. <laughs> I was impressed by this movie. I did not laugh a single time. In fact. Okay. Half the more than half the time I was like, oh my god, okay, 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 yeah. Then you're going to be a little bit shocked. I gave it a nine. I I really it, thinking wow. about like the scary and funny. I put it on the same level of Killer Clowns. Sincerely, I I was very, I was shocked by how much I jumped, how how like on edge I was at a few scenes, and then also how like legit like for me to legitimately laugh out loud while I'm sitting there in lab like taking notes on accounting, like. Like, it was, I was impressed. I was really, really impressed, but I don't think you were. So what did you give it? I gave it a three. Uh, yeah, uh, that's only because I felt like being nice and not giving it a two and a half. Uh. Yeah, like again, like, I think the biggest thing is I was comparing it a lot to Killer Clowns, which is, like, a favorite of mine when it comes to, like, the crappy horror comedy movies, right? Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I was scared in similar ways. And I definitely like, I've seen killer clowns a lot, but like I was laughing out loud and I want to show it to Devin. So that is the reason why it's so high. I think if it was just how scary, it wouldn't be that high, but combining See, those funny. two together. Because for me, honestly, if it was just how scary, it would be a lot higher because not, I mean, none of the jokes landed for me. They really yeah. didn't. That's fine. So reviewing the scores for plot, I gave it a seven. You gave it a six. For cinematography, both gave it nines. For audio, I gave it a seven. You gave it a five. And for how funny and scary, I gave it a nine. You gave it a three. Take that, Zombie Girls Discord. Larry can enjoy his camp. That gives it a Here's Johnny final score of a 69. 
it falls right, it's actually tied with The Birds, Brightburn, and the original Child's Play. Right above it is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and right below it is It Chapter 2, the 68. Speaking of uh, the score thing earlier, the biggest thing, we sorry, we were kind of talking on our own about yeah. if there was this other score. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I, if you and I, because Justin and I talked about this, if we were to go back and review things, I know you want to do Scream. I think yes. Scary Stories would be a fair one to re-review. And Just, then I have my reasons for. I know you do. I know you I do. I don't know if you remember how that went. I do. I do. And okay. I also would definitely, if you were to maybe do that, I would want to twist your arm and go back and re-review Resident Evil Three Remake and make you drop Resistance from it. Uh, was three? No, two. Two had Resistance. No, three had Resistance, and that's why three has a way lower score than I think it deserves. But we'll talk about it. Yeah, we we'll have talk. time. Yeah. So, Rachel, thank you very much. I was concerned. I shouldn't have been. Your taste is exquisite. Justin, we're going to play a commercial from the Kaleidoscope Media Network and head on in to the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Justin, we have got to get new commercials, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know how it is. Well, that's the only podcast that's still like active, unfortunately, yes. from Kaleidoscope. Um, so if anybody's listening, if you would like to have an ad on our show in that segment, shoot us an email and let us know. We would love to um, include that and we can talk about how, how we make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. So, so... We are going on a quote-unquote live hiatus. For a long time. Um, three weeks. That's more than that, isn't it? No. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta open up the schedule. There's something in there that extends it looking at the schedule, oh, okay. but it's only okay. three okay. weeks proper. Yeah, because I guess uh, Halloween kills... Yeah, so the yeah. upcoming schedule, because again, they're all pre-recorded, so it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. We have Killer Clowns in Outer Space next week. Yep. Our review of Halloween Kills. It will be spoiler-free and then spoiler. So and we will let you know when yeah, we we'll switch have that, over to we'll have a hard switch. Yeah. Um, and then our review is Silent Hill Homecoming with Shannon. Thanks again, girl, for coming on for that. Uh, coming back then, after all that's said and done, we will be reviewing Aliens, and we're going to be joined by the Zombie Girls. So that's what's on the horizon. Justin will be busy getting um, married, but I will be around and active. So if you yes. need anything, just hit me up and let me know. I am basically, after we record that Halloween Kills, I think we're recording on the 16th, perhaps. So if, that if weekend. You happen to watch that weekend, it, yeah. You know, shoot us an email. Um, Basically, after we record that, I am disappearing into nothingness <laughs> until... Well, you're getting married. You are fully within your realm to do that, and you should, because yeah. I, I did, so... Oh, yeah, I'm going to completely disappear until... And then when you get first. back, we got to <laughs> figure out what we're going to be doing for uh, Dead Space 3. We got to yeah. get back on the alien fire team thing. We'll, we'll get back into it, though, when you get back. Um, yes. So, since this is the last time I'm recording with you live uh i wish you the happiest of wedding days and i hope that with oh, your wedding you. planner and everything i hope it just goes super smooth i hope so too <laughs> i am not sleeping very well because of it but you know what whatever i got you i got you yeah. any last thoughts justin before we hop off of here and uh yes actually um so when also when i get back uh i have conversed with michelle um i'm going to be streaming a lot more 
Yes, and I really appreciate that. Not only can my computer not handle it, but I think people enjoy watching a stream. Not even if it... It doesn't even necessarily need to be, like, horror. I think if we're playing a game, do that. But, like, something I would really like to do is I would love to stream with both our faces Uh and you playing Blair Witch 2. I will find a way to make that work. Um, I think I can make it work a lot easier than I did last time. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were kind of new to the game last time, so I, I can definitely try a little harder uh, to make that work and uh, not only that but I might start playing a series uh, on Twitch whether it be like Persona or something like that I, I plan to use the stream to clear my backlog I guess fine I guess I'm just appreciative that you're going to be streaming and keeping content going on that since I just don't have the time or the computer to handle it well I just I looked at our Twitch and like it's been so long that we don't have anything up there anymore so I was like oh shit that's not good Uh, yeah we also got to figure out a way to archive that stuff too because we lost a lot of really fun things I think yeah I think the only thing we have left up there is oh we don't have any clips highlights yeah we don't have highlights or nothing nothing anymore we lost the great uh justin almost quitting the show the forest yeah we lost it i'll never forget because i was just trying to be funny and i (laughs) i caused the havoc (laughs) all right guys that's all we got for you this week rachel thank you again we love our patrons if you want to send us something in for a commercial just hit us up we'd love to include it as long as it's not offensive i think we can definitely fit you in there absolutely and Until next time, stay scary. I have that somewhere. There it is. Stay (laughs) scarier. (laughs) The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord and to the website we are also on instagram at here's johnny underscore podcast also in the show notes we'll have a link to the twitch and youtube channels and if you would like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, You guys helped make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later.